welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris catches up again with Lewis McCallum of Definitive Decker. They openly chat about demographics and work, fish and alcohol, cat, plate spinning, and quoting for famous people. This episode is sponsored by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. On this week's episode, back for a re-record, uh, last one didn't work out, is Lewis McCallum, otherwise known as Definitive Decor, based down in Maidstone, Kent. How are you doing? How's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, we might get right this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit more drunk than last time as well. <laughs> oh, that could be all right. Loose lips and all that. <laughs> should, should we say why we're re-recording it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's bad, bad reception. <laughs> yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> what from a customer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <bad laughs> yeah. We'll just put it down to bad reception. <laughs> so, who's in the McCallum household? <laughs> uh, in the McCallum household, you got me. Sir Lewis McCallum. Uh, and then you have my Mrs. Ray, uh, Ray Quartz, as she's known in the tattoo industry. Yeah, just a quick uh, plug there. People go and follow Ray Quartz. She does some brilliant work. At Ray Quartz on Instagram, if you're interested. I take it she yeah. didn't do your gash tattoos, did she? Hey? I take it she didn't do your gash tattoos, did she? No. no. <laughs> these, these, these were young mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got my daughter Sienna McCann. Yeah, uh, yeah, three of us. In yeah, yeah. Are, are we all doing with everything that's going on? All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, with me, nothing's changed really. If anything, we're actually busier uh, than we ever have been before the pandemic, which is ridiculous to say the least. Do you think we're riding a wave with that? Yeah, I don't know. I've I've got a feeling it's got to crash at some point. Yeah, but, I, I don't I don't want to be pessim- um, I don't want to be pessimistic. But when redundancies start catching up, I mean, there was what yeah. yes, what yesterday? Uh, Boohoo have bought Debenhams out. Hundred thousand staff are going. Really? Yeah, that's hundred thousand people that aren't going to be spending money where they don't have to, is it? Is it going to have a knock on effect? <laughs> 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 so, oh, oh, 
<laughs> hopefully, I'm 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 hopeful that because of skill shortage, we're not riding a wave. You know what I mean? Because there's a shortage of skilled tradesmen or trades people, should I say? I think uh, if you if you you know if you if you're putting out good work, I think you'll always be busy. Yeah. Um. You know, I think if if you, if you've got the right mindset, you will find the work no matter what. I think uh, it depends on your area as well, your demographic. Yeah. Well, I've always said a lot because you see where we are, it's factory work, care work, seasonal yeah. work. And sometimes like my elder rate, three times what people are earning. You know, so yeah. if there's cutbacks, they ain't going to be spending it. Yeah, bloody, a lot of them work in care homes. You've you got know, no rich people up north. You have, yeah. but not in, not in my area. <laughs> I have to travel 15 miles opposite direction. So I sort of push me, ply my trade that way. 15 miles right. in other direction, different postcode. So that's How where far away is. work, generally? Uh, last week, I was 0.8 mile. This week, 2.2 mile. What? Next week, about 6 mile. What? Yeah. Bloody hell, man. We, we go. Took, I mean, took me three I'm, and a half I'm, minutes to get home today. <laughs> I mean, I've taken jobs up in like West London and stuff. Where we could be driving for like two hours before we've even got to the job. Six miles. <laughs> I'm doing it wrong, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember working in London in early 90s. We used to work in Finchley on yeah. edge there. And you'd go, I mean, Pre- uh, what's her name for a bloody sandwich? Pretamons, right? Yeah, Ga- Gaffer's Lad had gone. It was only like two miles away, but it'd be gone an hour because <laughs> of traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with London. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't deal with it. to go up there too often anymore um, yeah. I actually had a job land in my inbox this morning um, for Belgrave um, but generally I try and stay sort of out of London if I can um, and try and stay as local as I can yeah. so, my boys don't want to go out to London either the fuckers I've done, I've done a spell in Maidstone before time or two uh, is this the Bassett treble yeah. Bassett? Yeah, Treble Bassett factory. <laughs> there, there, used, there, there used to be a, a, a bar in town. Used to have a tuk tuk outside. Yeah, this was what twenty years ago. Yeah, oh, this yeah. was about twenty years ago. Tuk oh. tuk. What did they sell? Thai street food. I don't know. It, it, I just remember this. Well, we know them as eight bikes. There used to be wow. a, a Piago eight bike thing outside. I think it was uh, it was down the side street. Oh, was it like a taxi? It might have been. I don't know. I just remember it, we'd come out of this pub and it always used to be parked outside because we only used to go out on a Thursday night for a piss up. We'd go out for something oh, to eat and a couple of pints, but on the Thursday, it would piss up night. <laughs> fr- Friday, you only did about two hours and then set off home. What? So, yeah. Friday, four o'clock. The traffic. Tra- <laughs> traffic used to take us about five hours to get home. Oh, do you used to stay down here, I suppose, yeah? Yeah, we we used to come down on a Monday, uh, mm. back back when Astrovan. <laughs> no seats, rattling yeah. around. Well, you, you used to sort of sit with your back <laughs> on one side and brace yourself with feet on other, the three of you in back of van. Nice. Uh, so, and then we'd we'd stay, we'd we'd stay on job, and then Friday morning, mm. you'd got job, finish last bits off, uh, clear up, and Gaffer's lad would go back to digs, pick all cases up bags whatever it'd mm. come back you'd all go down to office downstairs one by one get weighed in into van stop at well this this 
when we were in London, you'd stop at Tonnington Services, Burger King, uh-huh. get get your burger, back in van and pile up back home, get home for about five o'clock. That sounds horrendous. Oh, <laughs> work, work's work. <laughs> Early 90s, work will work. I don't think at six foot four, I'd want to be stuck in the back of an Aston van with anybody else. <laughs> no, it worked the night, especially if someone had something, uh, something a bit rich the night before. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <no. laughs> well, I, I remember staying in this pub in Maidstone, Kent, and I'd had uh, we'd had scampi. Oh, I've had scampi tonight. We'd had scampi for tea. I don't mm. know what it is. With me, fish and alcohol don't mix. No. And that's when I found out. <laughs> in a bucket in back at that. If I know I'm drinking, I won't eat fish. Just right. doesn't mix. Don't know why. No? no I remember I just running drink. off me. Uh, that does it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've done a spell down there. We were still mainly London, but we did do a spell down in Maidstone in Kent. Nice, nice it's... part of the world, mate. Very yeah. lovely. He says with a sarcastic tone. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting, getting back on track, how did you start in business? Oh, what are we going here? Are we going back to how I started as a decorator or are we going back to how I started as a business? Oh, a bit of, well, whichever. Got all night. All right. Well, we'll start from the beginning then. Yeah. Um. So, poor. I was... I don't know, 14, maybe at school. And they were doing, this was like the first year, I think, they were doing this program where two days of the week you could go off and learn a trade at college. Um, So I was doing bricklaying for six weeks, then carpentry for six weeks, and then decorating for six weeks. And weirdly enough, I I seemed all right at decorating, so I thought I'll give that a whirl. Left school, went into doing decorating at college, got an apprenticeship. Um, <clears throat> and I actually started my journey council bashing, doing some of the most horrendous work Join you will ever do. <laughs> if, if you'd have seen me then and you'd have seen me now, you'd be cringing. Some of the stuff I used to do was horrendous. Well, I think most of us have been there. I served me a friendship yeah. with council. Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous, man. Was, some of the work I used to put out was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing that, spent a few years with that firm, Ian Williams. Absolute wank. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're still on good now, aren't they? Hey, <laughs> yeah. eh? They're still on good now, aren't they, Ian Williams? They're still going. They're looking yeah. like my company. Yeah, um, I'm sure yeah. when they're on management board somewhere, they're, they're uh, chief bloke on management board and all. I bumped into my old boss in a petrol station probably about a year ago now. Steve, his name was, this northern bloke, and he, he fucking hated, hated me. Like. Uh, when I was working there, he went around telling everyone I was a drug dealer. Um, and I wasn't a drug dealer at all. I was a drug taker. <laughs> I wasn't making money, I was spending it. Um, and it's quite funny, we bumped into each other at this petrol station. You know, you see my van, it was all marked up with definitive decor. And um, he's like, Oh, you all right? I said, Yeah, not bad, you. And he's like, Oh, you working for this mob, are you? I was like, No, it's my company. And he literally jaw hit the floor, gobsmacked he was. 
because <laughs> at the time when he knew me, I was the biggest reprobate going. Like I was awful, mate. You know, uh, when I, <laughs> when I started my apprenticeship, um, I got kicked out of my house when I was seventeen because I was being a little knobhead, and uh, I ended up moving in with this guy who was a ketamine dealer. And <laughs> I got addicted to ketamine for like four months, and I spent every single day of my life doing ketamine, like two, three grams a day. And it, it like, I was literally the worst apprentice you could ever think of, because the days that I did turn up, I was so out of it, I didn't even know what I was doing. Didn't need a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I was floating on my own. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then kind of, yeah, I spent a few years with him just being an absolute waste of space. Um, but because I was an apprentice, they couldn't sack, essentially. So it's not a bad position to be in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I didn't really learn any kind of decorating skills at all. Um, and then I kind of decided oh, I'm going to go traveling. So I saved up my money and then I went around Southeast Asia for a bit uh, for like a few months. And then I moved to Australia for two years. And then that's kind of when I started working with some really good companies. And that's when I sort of started learning how to decorate properly. Because yeah. before, you know, I was kind of like just an absolute shit, abominable council tosher. <laughs> and then Australia and you know I kind of winged it a little bit to get in with a good crowd and then when I got in with a good crowd you know I started learning some good tips and um, I actually met a guy called Tom Bell um, he runs a company called Ultimate Decorating I uh, I, say, I know I know of a Tom Bell yeah Tom Bell from Leicester I was uh, saying to bottom end of Leicester <laughs> so I met Tom actually and I spent a bit of time working with Tom over there and he, he's a quality guy you know he taught me a lot um, very very nice bloke and yeah I kind of came back from Australia and then got in with another mob and started doing some nicer work and then kind of got into like doing new builds like a lot of site bashing you know I was good I was quick um, so I've done well with that and then um, kind of a few years down the line of that, <clears throat> um, it kind of got to like a February time, you know, everywhere starts getting a bit quiet. Um, so they were kind of like, oh, we haven't really got any work for you. So I just thought, fuck it, man. I'm going to try and go out on my own. So just sort of started advertising as myself got a few jobs in here and there was subbing for another firm called Stanley's and they were diabolical. Um, we were doing a new build site in Maystone and the guy I was working with, Chris, he was a fucking nightmare. Um, he was probably one of the worst decorators I worked with for a long time. <laughs> you know, we painted these staircases and he looked like he's putting it on with a broom. It was horrendous. Yeah. Um, but ended up getting, getting shot of them because I started getting a lot of my own work in. Um, and then it kind of just snowballed from there. I spent a few years out on my own, um, just on my own, doing my own bits, small domestics and stuff. And then I started spraying, <coughs> started getting a bigger workload in. Um, and then I ended up pinching one of my lads off another firm that I used to sub for. Uh, <laughs> got him on board. We spent about 
three months together, just the two of us pumping workout. Like we were busy. Um, and then all of a sudden, we kind of just landed this huge contract in Maystone of 92 houses. Um, so then I ended up taking on a few more lads, went limited, um, and it's literally just snowballed since. Yeah. Um, so now we're doing a lot of like high end new builds, a lot of one off sort of stuff. Um, and I've kind of just progressed naturally. It's not been forced. Um, it's just kind of been a natural progression throughout my life um, to get to sort of where I am today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how sort of it all started with Definitive Decor. <laughs> so, what would you say has been your worst point then? Have you had one? Or, or was it when you was an apprentice? Oh, I don't know. When I was an apprentice, it was probably one of the best days of my life. <laughs> no, no worries then, have you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really go to work. I spent a lot of my time just having fun. Um, no, I think bad points. I mean, last year was pretty tough. Um, I know you've had guys on here that sort of delved into mental health um, with them. Last year was pretty tough for me. You know, I lost my nan. I had some issues personally with family members. Um, and I kind of plummeted a bit last year into a lot of depression. Um, but it was weird because it was kind of bittersweet. At the same time, my business was going in a new direction. You know, we were going from just sort of strength to strength. You know, we were getting jobs that we never dreamed of getting. Yeah. But at the same time, behind the scenes, I was falling apart mentally. Um, so I'd say last year was probably the hardest part of, like, the hardest time I've had in business. Yeah. Because I think at some points it gets so overwhelming trying to deal with everything. And... <laughs> sort of, you know, I was speaking to a guy today and we were chatting about our labour and he was saying he was struggling to find good labour. And I said, the problem is sometimes you have to be the brain for four or five guys at one time. Yeah. And I'm not saying my guys are stupid because they're not at all. They're fantastic. But you do have to think for four or five guys all at yeah. one time. Even simple stuff like you're sat at home thinking, right, John needs this tomorrow, Dave needs that, Bob needs that. Yeah. I mean, you constantly, you have to think about everyone for every day on every job. Um, And I I guess that sometimes it does get very overwhelming when you're trying to balance that with your home life at the same time. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'd say last year was a bittersweet year for me because we progressed in ways that I never thought we could, but I also struggled in ways that I've never struggled before. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you you say that's been your highest point as well as your worst point last year then? Yeah, I mean, it's bittersweet, man. I mean, I bought my first house last year. So it's Um, like it all came at once. You've got got a, a kid under two. Yeah, your first house, your business is doing well, but on the other side, you're suffering a mental thing. Yeah, how, how do you stop it all crashing and burning? It's like you're spinning plates. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm doing. Oh, uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because a lot of people I spoke to last year, you know, I I, I was almost complaining about the position I was in. You know, I'd say, oh, fucking, hell, it's so stressful. 
Um, and I feel like I was constantly grumpy quite a lot. And people would be like, oh, you're so lucky to be in that position. And it's like, mate, all you see is the good finishes that we do. Yeah. And that's it. You don't yeah. see any of the other shit that I deal with behind closed. Yeah. Don't see the day-to-day, do they? <laughs> no, I mean, there was times last year where it was getting to points where I literally had enough money to pay my lads for one more week's worth of work before we'd have to stop because I had no money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people don't see that side of things. Yeah. Um, You're putting on the front. I've been there and I've been shitting my yeah. pants and putting on the front. And then at last minute, somebody will pay and you think, right, we can keep rolling for another week. The relief when that happens then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your bum stops twitching a bit for a week, keeps walls up the door. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I think last year was very bittersweet for me. A lot of good stuff happened. Yeah. But bad stuff happened at the same time and trying to deal with all of it happening at once because you know it's hard enough dealing with a company progressing that quickly without any issues yeah because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that to get that company where it is you yeah. know without people, all people think you grow and that's it you're finished yeah, yeah that's it. you haven't doesn't matter I mean, I, I lay there awake at night, 11 o'clock at night, wide-eyed, thinking about the next three weeks, what we're going to do tomorrow, what we're going to yeah. do the day after. Oh, my God, this job wants us here on this day. How are we going to get that? Yeah. I haven't got labour. Every labour that I get in seems to be dog shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll admit, I, I was struggling last week. I was I was struggling to motivate myself. I don't know if it was because it weren't long back after Christmas, everything that's going on. and I, found, I had to give myself a bang out there because I found myself overthinking the next job before I've even finished this job. Yeah. And I'm second guessing myself and overthinking. I think you just fucking pull yourself in a bit, concentrate yeah. on what you're doing, take the jobs as they come. Yeah. You know? I think what I've kind of learned this year is, you know, I know it's early days. We've only just started a year, but I said to myself at the start of the year, I'm going to run this business differently now. Yeah. I'm not going to let things affect me like it did last year. I'm going to work on what's in front of me and and then deal with the next thing after yeah. that. Worry about the next thing after that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, at the moment for me, last year was very bittersweet. It was some, it was some really bad lows, some really good highs. But I feel like this year I've started with an absolute bang. Um, and I'd say right now is probably my highest point in the yeah. business. Good. Um, I mean, we've just landed a job which is ridiculous oh, is, this, is this the one with f- famous person it is yeah yeah are we allowed are, are, well are we because i don't even know it is are you allowed to say who it is or you can't uh, say not right now i've got a meeting uh friday morning so i'm gonna kind of try and get a gist of what i'm allowed to say and who it is yeah yeah you might have an nda when you get there <laughs> yeah unfortunately i can't say anything right now who it is but it's it's been I mean, this has been building up since last year. Last year, I priced the job up. And then last week, I had a meeting with said client and builder, and I shit myself, Chris. Yeah. Like, I was, I've never been nervous going to a job. I've always been a very confident person. You know, when I turn up to look at a job, I can say, I can do this, I can do that. Was it, was it because of this person's status then? I think it's just... A bit of that, but it's also the doors that are going to open after. Yeah. 
because the builder that I'm, you know, the guy that I'm sort of dealing with at the minute, like I said a minute ago, he sent me over a job today, two jobs today, one job yesterday. He's sending me over like some ridiculous houses. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like I want to impress him and I want to make sure that she gets a job, a good job at the same time. I'll say it's female. was it was it a case of uh, just me being nosy was it a case of you nervous because of the status or was you a bit starstruck as well i I wouldn't say i was starstruck i don't i don't feel like for me a celebrity is another human being yeah but it's (laughs) you should have seen it right so i'm basically like having an anxiety attack before i go in there you know my breathing's going mental yeah, and I'm saying to one of my lads, Sam, I'm like, I'm really fucking nervous. I've never been nervous before going to a job, and he's like, Why are you nervous? He's like, As soon as they meet you, you'll be fine. You'll get the yeah. job. They're only just... human at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah, but obviously I'm like penting it up. You know, I'm sort of get myself all hyped up, and then I get there, and I'm like, oh, mate, it was the worst situation. There's four of them, so you've got the client, the builder, the architect. And the site manager all stood there together in a line facing me. But they're up on a little hill, so they're all above me. Oh, little man syndrome. (laughs) I'm six foot four. I'm not used to anybody looking down at me. So all of a sudden, I've got four people that are very like, you know, uh, what's it called? Bloody, uh, I can't even think of the word right now. Uh, Four very important people, let's say. And then there's me, some, you know, and I'm working on site at the time. I've got bloody weed socks on, right? <laughs> in, and, and I'm covered in paint and that. And, um, you know, this is the first time anyone's ever looked down on me and started pumping questions at me. Yeah. And I was so nervous. I could barely even talk at some points. You know, you know when you try and say two words at once? Yeah. And I think I must have looked like a right dickhead. I thought, <laughs> like, was you over talking? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying to listen at the same time and not say too much, you know. Um, but, you know, everyone was like, oh, okay, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. We'll be in touch. So you know, I've walked away and I'm thinking, fucking, that went terribly. I could barely talk. You know, I was so nervous and I've never been like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, Bang, got the job. Meeting went really well. Thought you'd done really well. Um, and then it's like I say, it's kind of that opening now where it's gone from one job yeah. to now he sent me three in the last two days. And we're not talking small jobs either, you know, well, we're talking big, nice jobs. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into when I went to that meeting was not only the client, because the client can only give me so much work. You yeah. know, she built one house and that's it. You know, she it's maybe a circle of friends in it as well. Yeah, but get, get Lewis, you can trust him. He can keep his gob shut. He's nice. <laughs> he turns up. He's clean. <laughs> I wouldn't say clean. Probably <laughs> <laughs> tattoos, man. I'm a face tattoo. We know what I mean. <laughs> you know, it, it leaves a clean job. He's trustworthy. He turns up. Because yeah. the private people, if if you know, yeah. if if you go on with him, you'll be spot on. Well, that's that's I think as well why I was so nervous because. I'm not, you know, you've got a lot of decorators. You you know a lot of decorators, and a lot of them clean cut. Yeah. You know, they're quite, they're no tattoos and that. They're not too offensive looking. 
Um, yeah, but you're the... not. I mean, you're not. You're not shaved dead. You don't look like a debt collector, do you? No, no. But I've got. <laughs> I've got my hands and toes. Yeah, but the mo- yeah, but you look how many people. I mean, when I started, Jesus yeah. Christ! If you had a tattoo and shaved head, you're a yeah. thug. You're you're a meatball head, a thug. Whereas now, I've I've I mean I had what I think eight years ago, first time I had a tattoo that were on show because they just looked down on you. And I had long hair when I started; that were even worse. Yeah, but see, for me, it's like I've I've never worried generally about work. Um, being the way I look, but this is a different type of person. Yeah. This ain't, you know, like a contracts manager for a new build site. Yeah. This ain't, you know, Joe blogs down the road. You know, this is quite a high profile person that knocks about with equally high profile people with a lot yeah, of it's, it's more acceptable. My, my daughter's, when we went to open I mean, she's watching, yeah, I don't know if it's year eight. I'm lost with all this. I know it's second year comp. When we went to open evening a couple of years ago, one of her teachers come in, he had, uh, or one of the teachers opened that, he had Doc Martens on that had like skeleton feet painted on them in bright green, <laughs> tweed, tweed suit, sleeves rolled up, and sleeve tattoos. And he's thinking, well, it's more, you didn't even bat an eyelid. If out, to me, it's more relatable because it isn't them and us anymore. No. You know, it's, it's more relatable and it, people are on the same level. You see, I've, I've, that's what I mean. I've never worried about, I've never ever worried about turning up to a job looking the way I look. Yeah. Until then. And it was the weirdest thing. I've never, that's what I mean. I've never been nervous going into a job because, you know, for someone like that, you automatically think, oh, they're not going to want some tattooed bloke yeah. in their house. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't trust someone that looks like that. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that, sort of do similar to what I do, similar size to what I do, and the kind of work that I do. And I'm, I'd say 99% of them don't look like me. Yeah. With the exception of, say, like Devlin Decker. I know he's got his hands tattooed and I think his neck tattooed. Um, but a lot of the guys that do the kind of work we do and chase the kind of work we do are quite yeah. clean cut. Yeah. So it is, you're almost a bit of an outsider. Um, and I think that's why I was quite nervous because, you know, I wanted to impress. It's the first me. You want to get that job. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously we nailed it and it's looking good. So Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So what would you say is your biggest struggle that you can improve on in business? Getting good labour. Labour. <laughs> <laughs> can yeah. be a battle, can't it? <laughs> Fucking battle, mate. It's a war. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the struggle I've got is sometimes we get so much work thrown at us, it is finding good labour yeah. to carry it out. And I've had some right pig's ears recently where it's, it's kind of getting to a point where I think it's costing me more than it's making me by shoving people on these jobs. And it, it, do you know what? It, it's it's not just the money, it's your name, isn't it, at all? Well, that's it. It makes me look stupid because the thing is, and especially with spraying these days, I feel like there's a lot of guys that do a course, think they can spray, yeah. which is fair enough. Spraying ain't that hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they don't know how to prep. Yeah. Your prep's got to be on point, hasn't it? 
yeah, they don't know how to prep, they don't know how to clean. And then it's like, why have you sprayed that? What do you mean, why have I sprayed that? Because it's best what? bit is playing, isn't it? Well, why <laughs> it's like, well, well, because you, you asked me to. Yeah, but you haven't prepped it properly before you spray this. Why have yeah. you sprayed that? You're on day rate. What is wrong with you? People are in a rush to get to the spraying part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we spend 90% of our time not spraying, yeah. 10% spraying yeah. but we all know that when it comes to the spray finish it's going to look the bollocks it, it's like light at end at tunnel it's like there's no light at end at tunnel then boom like it catches you up when you start spraying I'm, I'm on an empty rental at the moment and I started last Monday Monday it's only like two bed ex-council house yeah uh, it's, it's, it's holiday home because we're on coast basically for them and it was I spent it's only got like four inch skirtings no, no doors they're out finished out two inch mm. Architraves. I spent Monday masking, Tuesday sanding it lot all the way through, Wednesday filling, Thursday sanding it again, and then I think Friday actually got ceiling sprayed. So it was like four days in a little two bed house before they even got anywhere. And I thought, mm-hmm. Am I, I, I think I've got two weeks and two days for it. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got 14 grand. <laughs> two, two weeks and two days. And I thought, Am I going to have it done in two weeks and two days? <laughs> And I've, I've worked it out now. I'm working it out today on my break. I'll sat there adding it up in my head as sad as I do. I was thinking, mm. I'll be done a day early because it's it's the spray. And once you get spraying, full woodworking day, straight yeah. through. You know, yeah. but it's it, you, your prep's got to be spot on because it pulls back that tight. It'll show any shit. Yeah. You know, customers yeah, been today for a flight like, visit and they're happy with it. So. But this is the problem I feel like with spraying now is. Um... There's so many courses on spraying, but there's no courses on prepping. Yeah. And you get so many guys, and I've been sucked in, mate. They send me their Instagram. I take a look. Yeah, it looks really good. You know, yep. you look good. The work looks good. And then you get them on site. Fucking hell, mate. I mean, I had one guy within two weeks wanted to quit because he thought it was hard work. And I'm like, hard work, mate. We're painters. It's not was, hard. Was he off Instagram? No, no, he was off uh, a forum. <laughs> As are all of them off the same forum. That all seemed to be dog shit. Uh, <laughs> one guy off this one forum out of probably, I don't know, five or six, and he's been the only one that's been good. Yeah. Um, the rest of them have been absolutely bottom of all. And, you know, like I say, the guy within two weeks wanted to quit, and he's like, it's too but he didn't tell me, he told one of my lads, he said, oh, I'm thinking of leaving, it's too hard work. And my lad come up to me and said, no, he's thinking of leaving, it's too hard work. I went, too hard fucking work? The geezer's got a festal sander, what's he on about? You haven't even sand anything by hand, mate. You're like, come on, it's not even hard work. It's, it's monotonous, yeah, it goes on for a long time, okay. But yeah. fuck you, we're not digging trenches for 10 hours a day, are we? Probably used to big firms where you can go and stand in a room and have a fag. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. I mean, we, we do work hard, you know, we do. To get kind of finishes we do on site, we do work hard. And I know a lot of people ain't got it in them. Um, but for me, you've got to have that passion um, and you've got to have respect for me as well because I feel like a lot of them just don't respect the kind of finish that I want. Yeah. Um, and they just go, oh, that'll do. And then when that does, I'll go through the roof. Yeah. 
And then it's like, well, see, they're hundred percent. Might be our eighty percent. Their hundred percent is about thirty percent of mine. Just see some of the shit they pulled on my side. It's terrible, man. See, I can't be doing with headaches. So I've just given up on it and just, you know, resume myself to the fact that I'll work on my own. Yeah, but I don't know. I, like my boys, that I've got fantastic. Couldn't ask for better boys. You know, they respect me. They trust me. Every decision I make, they trust. Yeah. They never question anything I say. You know, if I say we're doing this, we're doing that. And, you know, the kind of work we've got coming in now goes to show that I am working for all of us because yeah. every time I benefit getting a good job, they benefit. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of they respect how I want to work. They work their bollocks off for me and they get rewarded for it. Yeah. Um, you know, Christmas time and things like that, you know, I sort them right out. Unfortunately, this year, I sorted them all out with new workwear, spent a fair few quid on some Engelbert Strauss workwear for them. And uh, fucking things got turned away at Calais. <laughs> 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 they all got sent back to bloody Germany. So... Um, I've got to resolve them out again, but yeah, no. my spray machine took took over four weeks to arrive. I think it was yeah. in Dover, yeah. Jesus man, where'd you get it from? Brewers. Oh, is it? Yeah, but because it it wasn't, uh, it weren't because it's air assisted. It weren't your regular off the shelf stock, even though it's yeah. one. It's probably the biggest brand out there. Mm. Uh, well, it's Greco. These other brands out there. But I'm assuming it was coming direct, they're ordering it, because brewers don't stock everything. I think the same with Festool, the, the order to order, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it probably come from Belgium, but we're bloody stopped at Docks. Yeah. You know? No, I it, mate, I had it with um, Alderson Wagon Tips recently. Um, I can't remember who it was from. Anyway, they put the order through, took my money, and then like about eight days later, I was thinking, where's my fucking tips? I rang them up and they were like, oh, yeah, no, we haven't got half of them in stock. And I'm like, so why haven't you told me? Why did you take me money? uh, (laughs) Well, we're just waiting for them. I'm like, yeah, but why haven't you told me? Oh, uh, well, they're stuck in Germany. But why haven't you told me? (laughs) I'm waiting on these tips, you dickhead. Like, why haven't you told me? I had that for one at major suppliers, not a paint supplier, a tool supplier. In first lockdown in March, ordered ordered a Bosch sander. Yeah, they, they took me money, which pissed me off. Twelve fucking weeks. What? Because it was coming from Germany. Because it's Bosch, they were ordering it as they, as they need them, and it was coming from Germany. Twelve bloody weeks to come. Oh, why were you so quick to take the bloody money? Yeah, you think that you know when you order stuff, they say to you, uh, "Sorry, mate, we don't actually have any stock. It's going to take like three months." And then you'd probably think more about it and go somewhere else. Yeah. So I think we're going to have a lot of that now going on with Brexit. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to mess a lot of shit up, innit? So I think if anyone's listening and voted for Brexit, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> so I've, the next one's subjective. Have mm-hmm. you made it? And if you did, if you have, when did you realise you have? Have I made it? Um, I guess I've made it in a lot of people's eyes. In my eyes, probably no. Um, 
I feel like there's still more for me to do, further for me to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're doing we're doing very well. We're in a very yeah. good position, especially in times like this. We've got a lot going on, a lot coming in. Um, so yeah, I think to a degree, yeah, we've made it. Yeah. And I think in times like this, where you know you've got a global pandemic going on, we're at our probably busiest that we've ever been, which is weird considering. Um, so I think in that respect, yeah, we, yeah, we're doing really well. Yeah, I so can't where, complain. So where do you see yourself in five to ten years' time then? <sighs> Decorated at celebrities. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I I don't know. I want to. I've, I've always said by the time I'm thirty, I want to be off the tools. Yeah, thirty in June. No chance. (laughs) Well, I've realised recently that I don't think I can let go of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think if we'd done a different kind of work, you know, if we'd done, like, um, schools, hospitals, things like that, I think I could come off the tools. But I think because of the work we're getting into, it's quite niche. It has to be a good quality. I feel like I have to be there. Is it is it the contractor trap where you think, do you know what? But time I've checked it, and made sure they've done it right. It's easier to do it myself, and you're scared to let go. No, I mean my boys go out and do jobs on their own all the time. Yeah, um, I think in the last couple of months, I've I've really relaxed how much I'm actually working. Um, you know, I've, I've, there's been a lot of weeks where I've taken three days off. Um, yeah. At the start of the year, I, I didn't even come back to work for the first three days. I was kind of just mooching about, just sorting things out. I didn't really even need to be there. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm relaxed in some aspects, but then when the big jobs come up, like said celebrity, I'll be there full-time every day, yeah. making sure it's a bit top. Yeah, your face on job. Yeah, because I think it has to be, you know. Yeah. When you're pushing jobs like that, you have to be there. Yeah. And you have to push the quality. Because if you don't, it will slip through your fingers and then you're in a world of shit. See, I think that's one benefit of having a company name like you do rather than trading under your own name like I do. Because when they ring up and they've rung Chris Carefoot, painter and decorator, they want Chris Carefoot. When they've rung definitive decor, they go in definitive decor. Yeah. I mean, I've taught taught my lads to work how I work. Um, so, you know, I trust them. When I put them on a job, I know that they're going to work to the best standard that they can possibly work. But then when we get certain jobs, I know that it has to have my touch. Yeah. yeah. Um, because my lads are fucking brilliant. They, st- they still need me there to steer the ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I totally get you with that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think at the minute we're in a very good position. Yeah. Um, and I think in the next sort of 12 months, I think we'll be in a better position. And I want to be, I want to be at the top. I want to be at the top of my game. Um, and it's weird because I kind of still doubt myself on jobs. Um, and it's strange because 
now, I mean, recently, in the last few months, I've had a lot of people reaching out to me for advice and things like that. And it's weird. It's weird for me. Yeah. Because you know, I've got guys asking me for advice who I look at as being better than me. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you asking me for advice? Yeah. I think we all second guess ourselves and we all, you know what I mean? We, we're all guilty of thinking, what, why am I so special? Yeah. 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 You know, what it's, makes me so special? I'm, I'm just doing my job. Yeah, yeah, but that's it, man. I mean, I've, I've literally, I've got my eyes focused on what I'm doing. Um, I don't give a shit what anybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people that kind of aspires to be anybody else. I want to go where I want to go, and I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And I want my lads to go with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just... Blinkers on and stay in your lane. That's basically yeah. all I'm doing now. Just not interested in politics. What's going on outside of me? Whether it's politics or painting, blinkers on, doing my own thing. Somebody's yeah. right me. I'll be right back. That's all I'm interested in now. Yeah, I think in the last few years you kind of realise. I mean, obviously, when all the forums kind of popped off, and you know they were like really popular, there was a lot of politics going on. And it's yeah. kind of you just got to leave all that shit behind. Don't give a shit what anybody else is doing. Yeah, focus on what you're doing, and just try and be the best that you can be. Um, because at the end of the day, trying to be like someone else ain't going to help your life. Nah. being just, you doing the best you can do is going to help your life. Just, just use one of Boris's terms: stay ahead of the curve. Focus <laughs> on what you're doing and stay ahead of the curve. That's all you can do, isn't it? Jesus, man. So so if you could go back Christmas Carol style to the young reprobate that's Lewis or any other ones out there that are like that, what advice would you give yourself? I would say don't do drugs, but it's really fucking fun. Uh... (laughs) We're not advocating it in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) I uh, nah, I mean Listen, you're only young once. Yeah. And it took me, I don't know, a good five, six years from when I was kind of got of age to drinking to really knuckle down. I mean, I, I kind of only really knuckled down properly in the last sort of three, four years. Um, before then, you know, just enjoy your life. I mean, I went, I'd done a lot of traveling when I was younger. I got out and I just really enjoyed my life. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you come out of school and you want to go in straight into business, you want to be a businessman, good for you. But if you get the chance to just have fun, take it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's going to get to an age where I'm at now. You know, I've got a kid. I've got a very like, uh, successful business. I've got a house. I've got bills. I've got a mortgage. Yeah. It's stressful, man. You're an adult. <laughs> yeah, it is stressful. You woke up and thought, "Shit, I'm an adult." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened? Um, but yeah, no, it's hard work, and I feel like um, I feel like you need to really enjoy yourself when you're young, appreciate it when you're older. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't think I'd be where I am today if I hadn't have done all that stuff and really enjoyed my life. Go out your system, and I don't enjoy my life now. But yeah. it's, it's different, you know. My my focuses are different now. 
Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, and just don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. Just don't care. Don't try and be better than anybody else. You know, don't get jealous of other people. Just do what you've got to do and yeah. get yourself to where you want to be in life. Um, I think that's the best advice I can give to people. Yeah. Are you uh, are you a techie person at all? Do you use technology much? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've got got a Mac and a tablet. Um, I've started mixing on some uh, XDJ <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, no, I've just picked up some wireless earbuds and a smart watch. I know. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd try and get with the times. Um, not that I have a chance very often because my phone goes off all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I play a bit of PlayStation and stuff as well. Yeah. But, um, tools and things like that, I try and keep on top of. You know, if a new tool can't, comes out, I think will help the business, help us be better, then yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah. And I'll make sure that we've got it. Um, but yeah, I'm not someone that just spends money frivolously on you know tools and on, things like that. On, on, the, on the tools thing, mm. I think a, a lot of these companies, Fez Tool, whatever spray companies, it'd be better having a lot more open days. It's like the new the new Plainix has come out. It's a thousand pound. Yeah. How many decorators are sat there thinking, shalla shanta, shalla shanta? Yeah. I, I'm sure as shit if they had a few open days where they travel around brewers or whatever and let people have a go, they'd sell hell of a lot more because it'd just tip yeah. people on edge because you can add, add the old Plainix, it was crap. Unless you were doing new builds, it was crap. The new one looks brilliant, but I am still yeah. ain't spending a grand till I've had a go with one. Oh, mate, I bought with bloody Leros. cost me 850 quid, and I was buzzing when I bought it. It's shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've used it about six times. Yeah in about a year and a half because for me like you say for me a Leros or like a Planex is good for Dean nibbing yeah other than, pressure that, on it. other than that it's pony and yeah. plastering and things like that nowadays is so shit that <laughs> the Leros just don't cut the mustard you need a bit we of weight behind it <laughs> yeah we have to get the Leros out every single time I'll get the Leros out start scudding the ceiling and I'm like, this is doing fuck all. Yeah. Put it away, get all the Deeros out, and we just hammer it back. Yeah. Uh, it was a waste of money completely. I'll admit it. I've still yeah. got it. Yeah. Well, I'd add the play next. I palm <laughs> it off. <laughs> um, do you mind if we just take a quick cut? I need to go to the toilet. No, of course we can. Go on. All right. I'd just like to jump in at this opportunity. While your man can't handle his beer and he's off doing his thing, he'll be back in a mo. But I'd just like to run the competition I mentioned at the top of the show. Now, our good friends at Brewers have kindly donated us some vouchers. So we're going to do a competition this episode and a competition another episode. Now, you've got a chance to win £60 worth of Brewers vouchers. Quite simple. All you've got to do is tell us what year the first Brewers store was opened. WhatsApp the answers to plus four four seven nine zero two five seven one four one four. And unfortunately, this is only open to UK listeners. So again, what year was the first brewer store opened? WhatsApp the answers to plus four four seven nine zero two five seven one four one four. And the 
WhatsApp number is also in the show notes. Hello. He's back. Here he is. He's back. Right. So it's all the gins. That's it. You'll be going every 10 minutes now. You've bloody cracked it, won't you? <laughs> Well, do you remember the first one we done? I was like, nah, don't drink. I'm not going to have a drink. Um, I was stone cold sober. And then tonight I've had quite a few gins. I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> it ain't showing. <laughs> well, fuck it. So, <laughs> so are, are you a book reader at all? Are you into books? Um, not particularly. However, yeah. I started reading a book about trying to stop smoking. Um it's by Alan Carr. It's like the easy way to stop smoking. When you say Alan Carr, you mean comedian? Nah, nah. That's why I thought it was first. And I was thinking, yeah. he wrote a stop smoking book. <laughs> uh, nah, it's some accountant out of London. Um, he's got like clinics and stuff all over the world. So I've been reading that because, you know, obviously I've been smoking about 14, 15 years. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, oh, I should really stop. And it's quite an interesting book, actually, the way, way he sort of goes about it. For me, it's almost like um, like hypnosis, like written hypnosis. Yeah. It's like a constant, I found, repetitiveness. Of yeah. Like, it's shit, it's pathetic, it's disgusting. But it keeps going over and over and over and over. Um, so I've only just started reading it. Um, but I'm hoping that by the end of it, apparently you put your last cigarette out and I see you never smoke again. So uh, yeah. I, th- I think you've got to want to stop. I think that's the trick. Sorry? I think you've got to want to stop. I think that's the trick with stopping smoking. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a strange one, man. I mean, I've tried giving up so many different times and it's been so many times. Like when my daughter was born, I was like, right, that's it. I'm not smoking. It's disgusting. You know, I don't want her to be around it. Within a couple of months, I was back smoking after she was born. So, so what's, what's long as you've been then? Before you've caved? Yeah. Months. Yeah. I, I remember one time I managed three years and caved. Bloody hell. Yeah, we're off of three years and caved again. I think I'll back yeah, on really? three years and stop. Apparently, apparently after reading this book, that's it. Never yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll bet you, when you caved, was you drinking? Yes. I was, a, I was, what started it, and my other half was like it up until about, I think last time I saw smoke was about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was, you go out with a few friends, and oh, I'm a social smoker, and you go and stand out and have a fag with them. Yeah. And then you bum in fags off them. So you feel yeah. tight bumming fags off them. Oh, fucking Chris never buys fags. So I'll just buy 10 when I go out. And then your 10-pack gets to a 20-pack, you come home with five left and end up smoking up next day. Yeah. yeah in fact, I think, we've, I think we've still got a, uh, an emergency pack in bottom drawer in kitchen with about five in it that have been there about 10 years. <laughs> I, I think they're them green and gold super kings. Are they menthol, them? Yeah. See, it's good that you have them there. Yeah. Because it, it, and it actually goes into this in the book. It's like you can have those cigarettes there. Um, as kind of like a, I'm not giving up. Yeah. I'm just stopping for a bit, having a break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every time, every time I've tried giving up, mate, is I mean, when my daughter was born, it it literally was it was the strangest situation for me to try and give up on because I just welcomed a child into the world, which is stressful as fuck. Um, you have like 
your sleep's fucked. Um, it's hard work. And then at the same time, my business went from being two of us to then five of us taking on quarter of a million pounds worth of work. And it was like, all of a sudden, I've got two really fucking stressful things yeah. happening at the same time. <laughs> and I'm trying to look after everyone and sort of work out every day while I look after a kid and my missus. And at the same time, I'm getting fuck all sleep. <laughs> you add that in with not smoking. I was a piece of shit. Yeah. I hate everyone. Um, and I ended up just going back on them because I was like, fuck it, I'm so stressed out. I just need a bag. I need to like just inhale, yeah. just exhale. See, I, I replace mine with food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, got, I've got a sweet tooth. And I, I, when I start, I, I piled weight on when I stopped smoking. What is your? Yeah, because I could take, I could actually, it's, it's, it's an appetite suppressant, isn't it? And I could yeah. actually taste food. So, I'd, oh, they're nice, especially oat sweet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I just eat after eat after eat. Again, it's like you've got coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I never thought it that way. But yeah, I just replaced it with food and piled weight on. Uh, I, I went from stick, well, not stick thin, slim and toned. Mm. About sixteen and a half stone. Bloody hell! Yeah, you know, just because I, I just ate it was oh, food's nice. I'm, I'm I'm sitting about twenty stone, and I'm still smoking. I, I think <laughs> I think it's, I think it's putting something to your mouth in it. That's the habit. Mm. It's, it's and I, I find now it's as we're talking, you probably notice I've always got something in my hand. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've been playing with a bloody pen. I've got a bloody. Mate, oh, mate, I've been playing with this thing. Right. <laughs> This thing, and then yeah. two batteries that I was just running between my fingers. That were yeah, it's, it's the thing. I'd, I've got a bloody, what is it, one of them iPhone three-pin plug that you plug your USB cable into. Just There's messing with it, it's a nervous thing. You know, it's I've been I'm holding not... these two batteries between my fingers the whole time we've been talking yeah. until I ran out for a fag and then it go. That's it. It's, it's the thing with your fingers. You, you're used yeah. to doing something with them, aren't you? Yeah. You know, so, so what's... What's where do you see the trade heading from your point of view? Um, I don't know, it's, it's a tough one. This one, I feel like spraying's gonna be it, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where we're gonna be going, it's like the penultimate finish, but. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. I mean, it all depends on what kind of work you do as well. For me, um, I don't know. I feel like spraying is where it's going to go, and I feel like a lot of people are going to drive prices down. Yeah. Um, you know, with the UPVC, and all of a sudden, this you know, last year it was fucking UPVC this, UPVC that. We're going to earn a fortune, and then this year it's like, oh, I'm going to go and spray kitchens. Like it's, it's, you know, everyone's just jumping on a bandwagon. Yeah. And within the next twelve months, everyone doing kitchen and UPVC are going to be at the bottom of the pile, yeah. unless you're, unless you were there before it and you've got a good name for yourself. Yeah. You, everyone's just going to drive prices down. There's a couple I know that. Doing new PVC in kitchens, they they were the head of the pack, and again they stayed ahead at curve, and they still are, you know. And it's yeah. even though it's the main work, 
I think they'll keep going because they know what they're doing. They're the marketers themselves, right? Where, see, I, I do, I've done a few kitchens. I've done new PVC, but it's not my main work. So if it's, if it's not always there, it doesn't bother me. I hate it. What, kitchens? I hate it, man. It's, for me, it's just so fucking monotonous. <laughs> it's just so, oh, just, I don't, don't know. So that I'm starting thing. one a week today. Yeah. No, <laughs> I really, I do not enjoy doing kitchens. <laughs> she just texted me colours about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's, it's just, I like getting into big fucking houses and going, we're going bang, 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 bang. That's what yeah. I like. Yeah. I do I, I don't like fucking around with finicky cupboard doors, taking fucking doors off, taking drawers off. I don't like fanning about with that shit. <laughs> I like getting into a job and just going for it. That's yeah. what I like doing. Kitchen, you know, I have done my own kitchen when we bought the house and the whole time I was doing it, I was like, I fucking hate this. Like yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how people do it day in, day out. I, I was just going to say, I don't mind one a month, but mm. I've, I've got friends that do it. I was talking to one today, and he's it's got 11 booked in, one after other. I think, fuck that. Well, no. I, I haven't got the I haven't got the patience to keep concentrating one after other. I, yeah. I like to break it up with some other stuff. It's the same thing, though. Door after door after door after door after. Yeah. You know, you've got 20 doors in a kitchen. Bang, 20 doors after one another. It's just so yeah. boring. <laughs> and you don't move from the same place. <laughs> well, at least if I'm doing a big new build, we're walking around site, we're chatting away, you know, yeah. we're going up and down. You know, do you know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. getting around. When you're doing a kitchen, like when I was doing my kitchen, I'm stood in one place on a set trestles with a fucking two side lights going, shining down on this door, dicking about with a bit of filler, chuck that one over to one side, up comes the next one. Yeah. And it's, I feel like I, it's like I feel like I'm in a factory. I feel like a factory. Hey, hey, <laughs> could be worse, my brother sprays coffins. <laughs> That's a dead end job. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he does. Uh, he does one after other coffins. I think at the moment they're doing overtime because they're being asked to do. Uh, I, th- I think it's two thousand a week. They're being asked to produce. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah uh, <laughs> I, th- I think they're only doing an hour a day <laughs> overtime. Still. <laughs> Imagine yeah. coughing after coughing after coughing. That'd be monotonous, wouldn't it? Yeah, honestly, mate. I've worked. I worked on a mango farm. That's quality control, and it reminds me of that because you know when I was working in this mango farm, and all I'm doing is mango going in front of me, checking to make sure it's all right. Yeah. The next one, the same thing. And I ma- swapped a mango for a door. Yeah, 12 hours a day I'll do that. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. And that's what I feel like doing kitchens and things like that is. Yeah. Like one comes in front of me. No, that's not good. Fuck around with it. Next one. That's not good. But it's the same thing. Yeah. One after the other. Yeah, production know. line stuff, in it. Fair play to the boys and the girls that do it because, you know, it, some of the stuff that gets put out is ridiculously good. Yeah. But the patience and that you've got to have is crazy. You know, some of the stuff K Spray and that does and Marriott finishes, like Matt Marriott, he does some incredible fucking work. Yeah. And so does K Spray. But 
you know, I see these boys, they're like, oh, I'm here till five in the morning. Five in the fucking morning? <laughs> Are you having a laugh? What? <laughs> oh, look, yeah, mate, four o'clock, I'm going home. Oh, and they're looking at fucking walnut doors till five in the morning. What? Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Fuck yeah, that. I get I get what you say. I couldn't, that's why I couldn't do it one after other. I'd just lose, I'd lose my rag weight. Sanity. Yeah, sanity. I'd, end, I'd end up killing Ooh, a customer. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your uh, what's your favourite paint product or paraphernalia currently? My favourite paint product, um, gotta say, it's a oh, tell you what, actually, there's three products in a minute that I'm digging like hard, hard out. There's Sailac eighteen ninety nine top coat for woodwork. I think. I've seen Osman fine finishing right. on Instagram. I think I've seen him doing a kitchen. We have 306 Tri-Tech tip tonight. With that. And I'm like, oh, what's that? Mate, Sailank is, for a water-based product, I mean, I've done my kitchen in it and I've done my internal doors and the finish of it is like plastic. Yeah. Fair all right. I've done it with a AAA, but the finish is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we've done, we've done a new build house last year, like a designer house in Sarlacc, all the woodwork, with an airless, and the finish was donkulous. Like, compared to, you know, your normal trim paints, it, it was so good. So for me, woodwork-wise, if you're going water-based, it's got to be Sarlacc. Yeah. Is um, it hard-wearing gear, then? Yeah, yeah. No, obviously, really? if you've done a kitchen in it. Yeah, so my my kitchen is scratch resistant a lot, man. I've tried scratching yeah. it. I can't even scratch. It's like plastic. Yeah. You try and dig your fingernail in and it just slides across it. Yeah. Um, it's it's really good gear. Um uh, and then another product that I've been loving is little green intelligent eggshell. Yeah. And um, we've been spraying a lot of that with with a heated hose, and that is just that's incredible. I can get you a heated hose. Somebody's got money. <laughs> hey, they aren't cheap, are they? No, nah, they're not. But for me, it was kind of. I so I bought the AAA and I bought the heated hose at the same time. Yeah. Um, but we, I haven't really got the AAA out too much because it's only got a ten meter hose, and a lot of the projects we do are quite big. Um, so I need more than ten meters. So I don't really fancy about with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this intelligent eggshell is. Along with a Sailac, it's probably one of the best water-based finishes you'll get. Yeah. Um, I know it costs a lot of money. It's about 90 quid for five litres, which is a lot of money. Um, but the finish is incredible. Yeah. Um, and then for walls, I've just found this new product, thanks to Colin Bidwell. Um, I went up to Paint Shack and I was just dicking about having a chat with him. And... Um, he got me some premium clean for my for my house now. Um, and I was saying to him, you know, I want to change the colour of my bedroom to Jitney by Farron Ball. But I said, I want something like premium clean, you know, that's like really high sort of um, scrubbability. And he suggested Rust-Oleum Mattis. Uh, oh, Silver tin. Premium decor or something. Yeah, uh, he did tell me about it a while ago, but I, I never really looked into it. Oh, mate, he sorted me out a tin, a four-litre tin of that um, in Jitney, and 
it's it's superb. Honestly, yeah. it's, it is superb. It's a one percent sheen. The opacity of it is excellent. The finish of it is is just beautiful. Yeah. Um. So from now on, I think any sort of big jobs that we're doing, you know, where the finish has got to be good, I'm going to be pushing with a rust oleum on the walls. Is it stupid uh, money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what did I pay for it? it? Well, he gave me a little deal on it to yeah. try it, to see what I thought of it. Um, but I think 10 litres is around, or 8 litres, 8 litres or 10 litres, I think it's about £106. That's not bad. No, it's, that's what I mean. It's not It's not. Yeah, I think it depends. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm, I use Optiva 5. I'm probably paying half of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll give it. Does job? Yeah, does job. Ooh. Like I say, if we only if we're pushing big, expensive jobs, yeah, would I use it on? You know, yeah. I wouldn't use it on one of the mill new bills that we do or whatever. I just wouldn't bother because the people don't want to pay that much money for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for products for me, for like woodwork and walls, that is what at the moment. I would push people towards. Have you have you tried the Renner? I haven't. No, I've heard what's going on about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I've been talking to Fred Richardson uh, from Paramount, and he uses a lot of Salak. He actually got me into the Salak, and you know, I'm saying to him, "What, what, what do you think of the Renner?" Because he tried it, and I'm pretty sure he said that he thinks Salak is better than a Renner. Yeah. So. You know, you know, Fred, you've seen his work. It's yeah, does some, some quality work, does Fred. Yeah, so if he's saying that, why am I going to bother? Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe I will try to run up. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see, won't we? Yeah, yeah. So would you, would you say your best investment work-wise has been your air-assisted? No. I think... Leros, <laughs> <laughs> definitely fucking not. Um, <laughs> I think my best investment, to be honest with you, and I know this is going to sound corny as fuck. My best investment is my boys. Yeah, and my I'm best... corny about that. The end of the day, we out offending them. The tools, and we out decent tools. You can't do your job. You know, it's yeah, part I mean, of the market, you know, I like to turn around and say, yeah, my AAA gives out ridiculous results, which it does. Yeah. But if my boys don't know how to prep the work for me to spray it, what's the point? Yeah. So for me, my best investment is my lads. And I feel like the way I treat them reflects massively on what they do for me. Yeah. Um, you know, the respect they give me, the trust, and the work they put out reflects massively. Um, yeah. So I think if you know if you've got your own business and you've got your own guys, for me the biggest investment you can make is in your boys. Yeah. Is treat them well, make them feel like you know they're worth something. Don't mug them off, and your business will flourish yeah. because you could have all the best tools in the world, but it don't mean nothing if you've got shit people that work for you yeah. that don't respect you that don't turn up. It means nothing. That makes sense. Yeah. So that my best investment is my guys. Yeah. So do you, do you have an end game out of it, exit plan, or is it just keep going? 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I guess. No, nah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. One day, yeah, obviously I'd like to retire, but at the same time, it's like, what am I going to do with my life when I do retire? Yeah. I mean, what, what am I actually going to do? I'll be bored, am I? Nah. I was going to say, if you're active, I think people get bored, don't they? Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting into property development, but, you know, that's that's not anything anytime soon. Yeah. I think I'd have to get myself to a better position than now to be able to afford to get into it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think at some point, yeah, I'd like to put up the brushes and put down the spray gun. <laughs> so, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's too hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always going to be that thing of, is the job going well? Yeah. Do I need to be there? Yeah, it's your baby, um, isn't it? Some days I don't give a shit and I'll stay in bed all day. But <laughs> <laughs> Other days I'm there, bang, I have to be there. I have to make sure I know what's going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, at some point, yeah, I'd like to sort of calm down a bit. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, we're, get, we're getting to the last few now. Room 101 style. Three things you've been. Go on. What's this? Room 101. Three things you've been. Three things I'd been. Yeah, if you could. Skipping. Not. <laughs> I'd been not. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, three things I'd been. I've probably been um, Instagram influencers because I feel like People like that are wrecking the trade. You know, we were talking about earlier, yeah. um, you know, you were saying one minute, this is the best tape in the world. And then the next week, this is the best tape in the world. You know, it's kind of like nobody's getting a fair review of anything. Yeah. And I feel like they're kind of, you know, up and coming people giving them like false hope where they think, ah, oh, you know, the best thing for me is to become an influencer. It's yeah. like, it's really not, mate. All right, you get a box of Q1 for free. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like, if you're shit at your job, you're shit at your job. Yeah. You're, not, you're never going to be in a good position. All right, you got a box of Q1. Well done. But it, it, me, it gets me when you, when you see an influencer, they've probably spent, they've got like 20 stories a day doing different things for different things. You think, you probably spent three hours of your day doing that. You could have bought the shit out of money you've lost. Yeah. 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 I think, Man, it's, it's mad because I feel like the last probably, I don't know, two months, I've posted fuck all. Yeah. I've, I've literally posted fuck all. I've done hardly any stories. And I've done, I've, I just feel like I've kind of gone off, gone off of social media a little bit. Yeah, but it ain't because I ain't been doing anything. It's because I've been doing so much that I haven't done anything on Instagram and that. And it, yeah, it kind of it's it's almost you feel a bit of pity for these people where they're constantly chasing them likes. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, I have to get my fix. I, I, of people I think me. I think Josh at JPH nailed it in his and says take away Instagram what they got. 
they're a decorator and a good one if if they're lucky at that and that's it. Exactly. You know, the, 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 it's just fifteen minutes of fame, isn't it? Most of the time, the influences aren't even good, mate. They're just they're just persistent. <laughs> You, do you know what I mean? They're just, yeah, they're exactly what I mean, yeah. They're persistent, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, right. but that, that's that's what gets them free shit, because they're willing to be persistent for next to no, just because they want the likes. I'm not being funny, Chris. How can you retire on free shit? Can't, can you? <laughs> yeah, but if you make it like Idaho painter... <laughs> you're going to build a house out of my paintbrush boxes. You know <laughs> In DASA boxes, fucking hell! Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking the companies. It's the people doing it. But it's like mm. some somebody putting a picture on. Oh, look at Lewis! I've paid him, and he's turned up today. Of course, he's turned up. You fucking paid him. They're doing the same <laughs> with a box of shit they've bought. <laughs> oh, look! It's turned up. Yeah, because you fucking paid for it. It's going to turn up. Oh, like you know, like I was saying earlier, though. It's, 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 it's sometimes it's it's not well infuriating, but. It can be a little bit annoying where you sort of think, I know so many other people that are so much better than you that deserve this stuff. Yeah. And yet you're the one that gets lumped with it. It's like, it's just a bit depressing, isn't it, really? Yeah. um, But yeah, Instagram influence would be probably one of the ones I've been off straight away. Um, Hmm. Are we talking about like room one hundred and one in everyday life, or just and, and anything? Don't have to be decorating. Just three things right. that you've been off. People that pay late. That'd be a second one. Yeah, people that fuck you around with payments. That's, that's so annoying. It's um, I don't know. Whenever I have like tradesmen come and work for me, you know, I had a guy come and do my garage roof recently, and. For a week, I hadn't heard anything from him for an invoice. And I ended up texting him. I was like, do you want to send your invoice or what? Because I hate owing people money. Yeah, yeah I'm saying. And he was like, oh, oh, I ain't got round to it yet, mate. I'm like, almost as if, like, fuck off. And I'm like, this yeah. is the wrong way around. Uh, yeah. yeah, people, people that just... I use it as a power play, I guess. Um, kind of like, you know, I control you because I owe you money. Yeah. That really fucking grinds my gears. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, other than that, probably this lockdown bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd been that straight away. Um, yeah, I think, I think you know, it's all well and good, this lockdown. Um, but, I think the effect it's having on people mentally. Yeah, it's outweighing the other effects, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I'm not saying Corona ain't bad, but it's affecting even, people so many other ways. That's the thing. I'm not even talking about money side of things, you know. Um, a lot of people want us to sort of lift this lockdown because of money. For me, it's not even about the money. For me, it's about the, the social interaction between human beings. Um you're killing people by shutting them away. Yeah. You're making people withdrawn. I mean, my, my lad's seven. Mm. My other half says to me today, he says, if he finished his, finished his stuff he had to do for school, about half one, he says, I mean, as much as he'd normally sit on YouTube and on this bloody console all day, she says, yeah. it's got to a point now, she says, when he finishes about half one, she says, you can see he doesn't know what to do. 
No. Because they're just, they're just lost. Because he's used to spending all day socialising with kids. Yeah, playing playing army and shit at school, yeah. whatever, you know. It's... He ain't used to spending all his time with his parents, like, yeah. sitting around. And that's the thing. For me, it's like, why are we... It's like we're killing ourselves slowly in a really yeah. painful way. Yeah. What? Like, I know there's, I know there's a bad you know, virus knocking about at the moment. Um, but at the same time, it's like you can't you can't stop nature taking its yeah. call. And that's what I feel like they're trying to do, you know, for for the last hundred years, it's you know, all the medicine and things like that. We're prolonging human life longer than it should do. Yeah. Anyway. <coughs> and it's just getting to the point where it's like, well, how long is this going to go on for? How long are we all going to sit in our fucking houses scared out of our nut over a virus? Yeah. When are we going to start living our lives again? It ain't going anywhere anytime soon, so how long are we going to be locked down for? Exactly. Like, yeah. why, why, why? I know there's people dying. I get that. You're not going to stop it. Whether you go sit in a fucking park or not, whether you go and sit in a fucking pub or not, you know, you could go down a supermarket, get your shopping and catch it. Yeah. Like, well, that's it. You, you pick a loaf of bread up in Tesco. Yeah. You think shit, it goes out of date tomorrow. How many other people have done that before you? Exactly. You know, you go out caught in a cough, put your hand to your mouth, be accident, you've passed it straight to your mouth. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like how long how long we're gonna live in fear, slowly killing ourselves in depression, suicide, before, you know, we we kind of realise what we're doing. Yeah, you know, we, we should be out enjoying ourselves still. You know, it's depressing for kids, especially these days. I feel lucky. You know, when I was young, I was able to go out and do whatever I wanted, play, go to school. You know, when you've got kids these days that literally had that, they've had that and then had it taken away from them. Well, they had they had what six months off school last year, were it twenty weeks? Yeah, five months, and now the well, they've just announced today it was supposed to be. Uh, February holidays, but now the same uh, mid March, aren't they? That's another four weeks. Just when you thought you were going to be right, that's like what? That's roughly about another twelve weeks, nearly. Yeah. See, for me, for me, right? We were off for six weeks last year, um, and that was a decision that I made that we took that time off because when this first came out, it was like fucking scary. Oh, virus, everyone's going to die. Yeah. Well, I'll shit myself. And I'll 28 fuck. days later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll shut it down. I was like, right, that's it. No one's going to work. We're having time off. Fuck it. Yeah. We're not doing it. And then within about four weeks, I was like, I'm bored out of my fucking nut. Yeah. So I went to my mum's house and sprayed all her UPVC, sprayed all her masonry. I was like, I'm, I'm so bored of sitting at home. I need to do something. And then... We went straight back into work, and we have worked nonstop ever since. It's been yeah. ridiculous. So for me, it hasn't affected me too much. But then when I start looking at, you know, my parents, my missus, um, you know, friends of mine that can't work, yeah. and it's, you, you sort of, you're watching their mental demise. Yeah. And it's like, how, how long is this going to go on for before... It's, it's like my mum's, my mum and dad, they're self-isolating at the moment. Two weeks ago, my mum broke a bloody foot. Mm. So she can't even go out for a fucking walk at the moment. Right. Tell you what, literally, this is trashing. Um, probably about 
couple of weeks before Christmas, um, I was on the phone and I got a text message saying that my uncle had died. And I was like, what? Fuck, what's happened? And then, you know, I spoke to my auntie and I said, what's happened to him? Like, How's he dead? And she said he just dropped down and died. Um, but they'd been self-isolating since March. Yeah. They hadn't seen any of their kids since March. Oh, shit. Hadn't seen any of their grandkids since March. And then he just dropped down and died. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like, how long we're going to stay secluded from human interaction when you can literally die tomorrow? Yeah. Fuck that, mate. I would rather spend time with my family and die the following day and sit on my own and not see any of them. Yeah, that's that's what I feel bad for. It's like the pension. It's like Christmas. Mm. This says, oh, you've got five days. And all them bloody pensioners that thought, oh, I might be able to go and see family. And then all of a sudden, they just changed it. Yeah. And it's like you've got a day. It's like they're giving you a light to end at all, then turn it fucking torch off. It's like you're, just you're, be honest from the start. It's like you're actually locked in your care home. Yeah. You're, locked in, you're not even allowed out, whether you want to go or not. You know, I, you know if I was an old person in a care home, I'd be like, I want to go and die. Fucking let me out. Get me yeah. out of shit. Do you know what yeah. I want to go and see my kids? I want to go and see my grandkids. I don't want to be stuck in this hellhole. Like, so, yeah, for me, it's, it's, yeah, that's definitely probably number one that I'd want to be in. Yeah. <laughs> it's that human interaction. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, I'm quite lucky because of the boys I've got on site and even the boys from different trades that we work with on site, you know, we're all good pals with each other. We all, we've all been yeah. working quite a long time so we're quite lucky because we still get to socialize with people yeah but it's people that work from home that sit on their own all day it's the people that can't work that sit on their own all day yeah it's you know i feel bad for them i, I was talking to her last uh last week and she's she's i think she's an accountant she says she's working from home and her other house working away and she's like i am at home all day, every day, on my own. Till weekend, yeah. it comes on Friday night, is here Saturday, Sunday, and goes away again. I think, that is shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like I said, all them pensioners are on their own. It's shit. Yeah. It's toxic. Yeah. It's do you want to spend, like, say, I don't know, you're in your last year of life. Do you want to spend that last year of your life sitting on your own? Yeah. I mean, b- before, probably some of all the interactions, some of pensioners had was when they went and did the weekly shop. Yeah. Even getting that now, are they? No, no, you know, they, they, they don't get to see anybody for weeks, just sat looking out bloody window. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on the lighter note, <laughs> where can we find you online and social media? How do you what? Where can we find you online and on social media? Um, so online, you can find me at www.definitivedecor.co.uk um facebook is definitive decor limited early spray specialists and instagram is definitive underscore decor underscore limited right so anyone that any of these professional competition entries on instagram <laughs> every time you have to tag two companies and like and share tag definitive Don't decor. <laughs>
So, <laughs> Leslie Knight and Rob from KPM, stop fucking tagging me in bollock entries. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what are your hobbies other other than obviously work outside of work? Um, so, I mix a bit of drum and bass, DJ a little bit. Um, when I back in the day when I was a bit younger, I used to play a few gigs here and there. Um, so yeah, I play a bit of uh, drum and bass in the evenings and stuff like that. Um, bit of PlayStation, Call of Duty. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm quite like an avid traveller. So we kind of obviously before all this bollocks, we get out and sort of travel around, you know, spend weekends away, things like that. Um, but nowadays it's kind of can't really do a lot or go anywhere. Um, yeah. so you know, weekends we might sort of mosey on down to like some nice quaint English villages, that kind of stuff, and just sort of mooch I th- about. And... I think my 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 holiday for this year, and that's getting cancelled again. <laughs> where, are you, where are you off to, or probably... where are you trying to go to? <laughs> uh, we've got booked a brother in law's getting married in Greece, Cos, in July. Ooh. Very it nice. was it was supposed to be last July, but they it, they postponed it to this year. Yeah, but it it don't look great because hotel have got booked. They're advertising on Facebook because they've got no staff. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Then, you never know. Though. July might all turn around. I mean, we're we're supposed to be going away in August. Uh, two of my best friends are getting married in Turkey. Oh, um, whereabouts? No idea, Chris. <laughs> Um, he's booked it. I've just given him the money. I have no idea where we're going. Um, <laughs> I, love yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we will be going. Um, I mean, we were going to look at trying to book a little cheeky holiday sort of abroad during the summer, but I don't think it's even we, we've just booked an Airbnb for August. Have you? Yeah, middle of Ooh. nowhere, bound conversion. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, hot tub. Alpaca, alpaca farm next to it in Derbyshire Dales. Alpaca oh, farm, mate. Alpacas. Yeah, yeah. right outside Windy, you can go out and pet them apparently. What's that? You've got room for another three? Okay. <laughs> so about, <laughs> about six and a half hundred quid for four or five nights. Can that's not too bad. You that's can take dog bad. and all. It's dog friendly. Job yeah. done. Yeah. Have you seen it on Airbnb and that? You can book things like castles and that. No, I've not seen that. Yeah, you can do like wild stay. I mean, we we went down to Bath a uh, year before last for the weekend in February, and um, I booked a Hobbit hole. Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, it was like a little fucking Hobbit jobby. Yeah, I uh, It was hard work being six foot four, but <laughs> I, I think I think my sister in law, if I remember right, she did one of them like clear pods in forest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do like Iceland and stuff, don't you? Yeah. Northern Yeah, I think they booked like a clear pod in a forest sort of thing and did that one. Oh, nice. That bit Have you bad. been down the New Forest down yeah. there, like Southampton and that? No. Have you not? No. <laughs> Lovely down there. They've got like wild horses and stuff running around the campsites. Yeah. Really nice. nice. Yeah. Cool. So, what were you digging on Insta besides the influencers? <laughs> fucking influences um, I'll tell you what I'll... one of one of my, one of my favourite people at the minute and it's, they're my favourite because 
of their progression is is kind of watching them grow. Yeah. More than anything, as KPM decorating, Rob yeah. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he, me- he messages me quite regular. <laughs> oh, he does. I love mate. I love Rob. Is, really is he smashing guy. like a big big factory units out at the moment? Sorry? Is he smashing big factory units out at the moment, spraying them out? Yeah, he's doing a trampoline park. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, but he's doing like he's, he's doing some really nice sort of like high-end new builds as well. Um, Rob come and worked with me last year for a week, I think it was. Um, Going really well with him. Really enjoyed his company. Um, he's a really nice bloke, and like I say, it's 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 nice watching his progression because he's kind of going from strength to strength to strength. Um, so it's nice to see that. Um, another company I'm really digging. It's a company called Hamilton's London. Um, they are creme mate they yeah. do some really really nice work um i've been chatting to him quite a bit he's a really nice guy um and they they just do some nice work man yeah just nice nice work um so yeah and then i've got to give a shout out for ultimate decorating Tom <laughs> Bell, he's, a, he's a good lad and he, he he's he's pulling out some really nice work in a minute as well um but yeah, I think those boys, you know, they they kind of that's that's who I'm digging at the minute. Yeah, brilliant, cool, brilliant. Well, it's been finally great to catch up with you again and get it done right this time. <laughs> oh, probably drunk this time as well. <laughs> that's way loose lips. <laughs> a little bit less depressed this time and more pissed up having a laugh. <laughs> you, you, went, you went. I don't think you were so bad last time. I just needed re-recording, didn't it? <laughs> but my um. COVID-19, bloody Trump just going off on then. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Well, it's been great to catch up with you anyway, Lewis. Yeah, it's been brilliant, man. I mean, we've been on, fuck me, we've been on the phone for nearly three hours now. Three hours, four minutes. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to talk to anyone for that long. (laughs) (laughs) I've really enjoyed myself. It's been nice sort of chew the fat with you yeah i know you know in, in life it gets a bit busy sometimes so yeah it's 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 hectic in it yeah no it's yeah. been good for me and uh hopefully some people can take something away from this yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're a star cheers lois all right man i'll speak to you soon cheers what a cracking first episode back that was. If you enjoy listening to him as much as I do, then please share us with your like-minded friends. And if you can find the time, we really appreciate it if you could pop onto iTunes and leave us a cheeky little feedback. Now, if you're a Marvel fan and you know all about the Easter eggs, you know what to do. Just keep listening.
Now then, we're back. Those of you that are sharp have twigged, we have a bonus for you guys. Now, this episode was quite obvious re-recorded because between me and Lewis, we cocked it up first time round. Um, me and Lewis had spoke previously. He mentioned he might have a chance to do a gloss ceiling, but it wasn't definitive <laughs> that he would be able to do it. Sorry for that cheesy joke. That he would be able to do it. So as soon as I saw the results, I was just in awe of it. Uh, reached out to him and says, look, Obviously, the podcast being pre-recorded, yours is going to be the first one coming back. Would you mind coming on and sharing some of the process, the ups, downs of doing this amazing gloss ceiling? Because let's be honest, it was fucking class. And excuse my profanities, but when it's due, it's due. That was an amazing ceiling. So we're just going to jump straight back in and have a catch up with Lewis regarding that ceiling. So... On a bit of a Marvel Avengers style, an Easter egg at the end, uh, we recorded your proper podcast a while ago. We, yeah. we and you talked about this gloss ceiling because you were telling me you, you might have had it coming up. But obviously, since cause I've had a couple of months break from doing podcasts and, you know, there's a backlog. I've got so many recorded and there's a backlog. You've since done it. So I, I approached you and said, can we get you on and do an Easter egg at end and talk about it? Because on social media, I mean, it, it looked the fucking tits. Let's yeah. let's put it blonde. It, it looked the tits. Credit where it's due, and you know, it might not be first gloss ceiling in the UK because some people are oh, it's not first gloss ceiling. I think I mean yeah, I have gloss ceilings in kitchens in hotels. It ain't the same shit. I think what? No. Let's go I mean, straight from start. The it's the first gloss ceiling, ZK style, yeah, that I've seen in the UK sprayed. I mean, when I when I said that that was the first gloss ceiling of its kind, is that is what it is of its kind. That yeah. ceiling with mirror light finish. Yeah. Um, you know, I've spoke to other lads and they've said, "Well, I've done a gloss ceiling." Okay, mate. You, know, you might have put a bit of gloss on with a fucking roller. Yeah, nine inch roller in a kitchen in a, in an hotel, so you can wipe wipe it down easy. It's all I've done. But I'm not being funny. There's no one in the UK has pulled off a ceiling that looks like a mirror. Yeah. Uh, the only people that can do it are in America, yeah, uh, and uh, over in Canada, and they've all they've all got fine paints of Europe over there, which is like a ninety eight percent shine. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the guys in Holland that have got VVO, which again is a ninety eight percent shine. Um, none of them are turning out gloss ceilings. So yeah. strictly for me, it's strictly an American. Yeah, for me, for me, it's the first of like you said of that kind. Yeah. It's a market. I'll be honest. I won't do it. I haven't got the patience. Would you? Would you do another one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've, I, mean, uh, I mean, obviously, if there's if there's going to get a market for it, it's going to be a hefty price tag because there's a lot of effort in it. Yeah. I mean, we are we are going in pricing at a minute two more at the yeah. moment in in uh, the same spot because we'll we'll address elephant in the room. We're not allowed to say who, but this was for a celebrity. Yeah, uh, is it are the the next two we doing for the same person or through where or through people that have just seen it on social media? Two separate clients, yeah, uh, that have both seen it. Um, desperately want one. Um, they're not going to be the same size as the one that we've just done. They're going to be a fair bit smaller, um, and it's just going to be like a little feature. Um, I'm not going to say where. I was just going to say, do you find it specified to a certain sort of room? Not like some dungeon 
sort of thing. But is it like, did you find when they're asking it for, do you all have the same sort of room in mind? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, if, if someone asked me for a gloss ceiling and they show me photos or whatever of the room that they want it in, if I don't think it's going to work, then I'll tell them it's not going to work. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not going to go and chuck chuck a mirror-like gloss ceiling in a Bovis Homes new build. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's I, not... I think the ones I've seen in America are in grand houses and they've got the big walking wardrobes. You know, yeah. like you see in Sex in City. The big, massive walking wardrobe that's bigger than my bloody bedroom. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, to be honest with you, mate, it's, it's not a market for your average Joe. Yeah. Because no one's going to spend that kind of money on a ceiling. Yeah. You know, you've got to have the money in the bank. And, yeah, it's an acquired taste. And it's for people that want something that nobody yeah. else has got. It's, it's like, also for courses, isn't it? I mean... I, my house is ex-council house. If I put fire and ball colours in it, it won't look right. Same as you say, you go and do that in a blooming Barrett house. Yeah. You know, with high gloss ceiling, it's just going to look out of place, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. You've I got mean, to have the grand house for it. Yeah, I'm not being funny. Like, you could paint your whole house for the cost of a gloss ceiling. Yeah. Um, so, people living in those types of houses would rather paint their whole house than pay me to do one gloss ceiling for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want you to give your cost away because obviously, yeah. if people are thinking of jumping on it, they're yeah. going to be competing price wise. But I can imagine it was a fair bit of headache for a fair bit of money. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not concerned about people trying to jump on it because, like you say, it's. I won't attempt it. I'll be honest, I'd just direct them to somebody that I knew would do it, you know. It's, in, it's a near impossible feat. And yeah. To do it is just an insane, insane amount of work and an insane amount of perseverance. And unless you, you know, like Dom Crowley, he is someone that could pull it off. Yeah. Because he is passionate and he is he's passionate about it. Same as me. Unless unless you have followed all those gloss ceilings and seen them and you are that desperate to do one and you you know you're that passionate about it, yeah. You're gonna fail at the first hurdle. Because it's not easy. You know, we've done a gloss cupboard before it and it turned out all right. Um I wasn't happy with it to be honest. Uh client was really happy with it, builders were really happy with it, I wasn't and I kept saying to him, I can, I can do it better. I'm going to get it better than that. And then when we finished that gloss ceiling, literally everyone was just like, what the fuck? Even me and my lads were literally stood there like, what have we even done? Because it is, it's crazy. I'm I'm trying to think cold questions to get in that I know people have said to me, how this, how this, how that. When you spray it, is it just one of you that sprays it and you clear the room or do two of you do it? No, it's just me that sprayed it. Yeah. Yeah, was it a pretty big room then? Um, so the ceiling was, the actual main ceiling was 57 square metres. Um, and then the gloss was about 12 square metres. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a reasonable size. The gloss part of it wasn't too big. The, the main ceiling, like the main room is, is a pretty big room. Yeah, is it, is it constantly shining lights on it, finding fault with it between every coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We had like, scan grips on it. We had 
portable festival lights going up. Um, you know, one of us was, would be shining a 10K light down it while yeah. the others are working. Um, you know, it's, it is a lot of work and yeah. it's a lot of attention to detail because, you know, when we started and we put that first coat on the bare plaster, I shone a light down it oh, and fuck. it... <laughs> it, was, it was like waves it was like waves yeah. down it you know um and i sort of i said to the plaster when i went down there because you know i had a few meetings before we started the job and one of the times i went down there the plaster was down there starting to skim it and i said to him dude get this one bit of ceiling flat i yeah. said i don't shit if you get digs in it i don't care if you scratch it i don't care if you do any of that so just get the fucking things flat that's yeah. it. All I want this one 12 meter square flat, uh, section flat. Did that fucker do it? Did he fuck? <laughs> so when we put them lights on, I was like, you fucking prick. Um, <laughs> I've got best plaster going. I have on my side. That's what they'll say, isn't it? Hey, do you know what? He, he actually, no. It's, it was a big firm, and some of the classroom was absolutely spot on. Um, couple of bits were a bit ropey but you know it was it's dependent on who you got down there that was yeah. doing it even everyone that t- everyone that was there told us you know it all depends who turns up to how good it is yeah. so some of it was really good and i can't fault it you know the rest of the room there was barely any filling at all like, it was just uh, where you wanted it right it went <laughs> yeah but he had done a good job um but obviously you know he, he'd obviously put it on bit thicker yeah. and you can see where it trailed across because you know some of it was a bit heavier than other bits um but yeah kind of uh, when when we put our first coat on and looked down here with the lights i was almost like uh, why have we decided to do this yeah because you know it's it's all being it's all well and good being able to spray the gloss whatever um but with them ceilings, you need to get them flat as a pancake. Yeah. If yeah, you don't it's showing imperfection, wasn't it? It'll just bounce light back and you'll see, oh. If you don't get them flat, you don't get that mirror finish. Yeah. So, you know, straight off the bat, we're on the back foot. Um, but, you know, by the time we were done, we stood back and all of us were just, like, so proud of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Pre record, you, you told me it was water based gloss and all that just blew my mind even further. Yeah, it was water based gloss. It wasn't yeah. oil. I know. Yeah. I imagine some people are going to think I'm talking shit and lying, but it was, yeah, it was actually water based gloss. Um, we didn't polish it. We didn't burnish it. That's straight off the gun. Yeah. Uh, we didn't alter it in any sort of way. Air, uh, air assisted? Yeah, it was triple A. Yeah, heated yeah. I was just going to say heated hose. Yeah, heated hose, triple O's. What, what do you uh, think of the heated hoses? Are they worth the money or are they overrated? I think they are, yeah. I think they're worth the money. Yeah. But I've, I mean, I've been using one now for over a year. Um, I know recently, the last couple of months, you know, a lot of people have been buying them. It's starting to, you know, the words start to get out about them. Yeah. Um, for me personally now, I wouldn't spray woodwork paint without my heated hose. Yeah. Uh, I suppose um, if you've got the big houses and the amount of order, I had this conversation with a friend this morning where I am, spend 
you know, you spend three grand on air assisted, another two grand on a nose, your customers yeah. won't appreciate it. It goes back to the house again. If you've got the big house with a lot of wood yeah. and the finish you can get and use less paint, yeah, it's worth it. But where I am, yeah, customer won't see the difference between a three grand spraying job, yeah. you know, because it's just skate. You've got four inch skating boards. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not going to make a massive deal of difference, is it? Well, we, to be honest with you, I've only used the AAA probably a handful of times in the last year that I've had it. Yeah. Um, I much prefer using Airless. I find it a lot easier to use, a lot less problems. Um, you know, with the heated hose and the Airless, I would say that we can get the finish pretty close to AAA. Yeah. Again, that boils down to our prep work. You know, um, I've seen plenty of lads turn up on my jobs so they can spray. They can't even sand a bit of fucking wood. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then when I spray, it looks shit because I'm I, done. I, I must admit, I've I've got a Greco finish pro. Yeah. You know, doing some kitchen. I did a kitchen recently and it was two shades of colour. So, uh, top were pale green, bottom were dark green. And rather mm. than wash the gun out, I just wanted to get production out. I did the bottom doors, the dark green with the uh, Finish Pro, top doors, yeah. GX21 with Operon, yeah. uh, 208, uh, Tri-Tech Tip. Tell you what, I looked and thought, have I wasted three grand on this? Because yeah. with the tips and the technology now and some of the paints, you know, mm-hmm. I, I use one, You put, I think it's one you use as well. You put it on and it's it's like, well, I was talking the other day with Scott Barn. It's like the uh, Benjamin Moore of spraying paint. You just put it on, leave it. It does its own thing. Yeah. And you're Benjamin like, I was thinking about Yeah. Fucking love Yeah. I love it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it gear, it? Oh, I love it, man. I love it. And it yeah. is it, the finish of a satellite. It's an incredible. Um, yeah. I, to be honest with you, we, we've been using <clears throat> Caprol PU Matt um, on the celebrity's house. Uh, we've done a whole house in it, bar a few rooms in Farnball because she wanted the um, actual Farnball. Yeah. Uh, and the finish of the PU Mac compared to the Farnball is like leagues apart. Uh, and it's 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 quite frustrating to be honest with you because we've we've done the exact same prep everywhere, and the yeah. finish we got with the PU Mac is phenomenal, and then the finish we got with the Farnball eggshell was just. I, I wasn't happy with it. It was quite orange PD. I, I do uh, like the PU. I do like the PUs, but I only like them spraying. I think brushing. They're a bit too sticky, like old school gloss, oil based. Um, I don't know. We but spray. I've, I did a, a bound conversion for a mate of mine and sprayed it in PU satin, and it sprayed lovely. Yeah, yeah. It smells very acrylicy when you spray it, plasticky, especially yeah. if it gets warm. Yeah, it's been nice as well. Yeah. Uh, I found a PU mats actually right to brush. Yeah. Uh, we found a, a bit in the house where, you know, we've, we've got little tiny rooms um, and we might even have just like one door frame side yeah. and one side of the door. So we, we've done a couple of them where we've just done them by hand. Um, and the finish has come up all, all right. It's yeah. like pretty good for water based by hand. Obviously, it's not as good as all the spray in the rest of the house, but, yeah. you know, horses for horses and all that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean this this whole job has been quite testing for us because it's been, uh, fuck me, it's been like thirty rooms of different colours on the wood doors, yeah. walls. So nice it's been to a, do, but an headache. Yeah, I mean we've done like half half walls 
you know, one half of the wall and the woodwork in like a dark green top half of the wall and a ceiling in like Webbit. Um, and then obviously we've done a gloss cupboard, um, a gloss ceiling. And I've also, actually, I haven't posted it yet. Uh, we've done a load of gloss walls down the staircase. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't shown that off yet. I'm keeping that one. Yeah. <laughs> I can get, uh, I'm waiting for the runner to be fitted on the stairs. Yeah. And then, Waiting for waiting for hype over other one to die down a bit. You don't want to peak too much, do you? You don't uh, want it as too much. You've got to let us calm down a bit, and then it is with something else. I'm not going to lie. The uh, the gloss walls aren't as good as the gloss ceiling. I don't yeah. think. I mean, yeah. uh, there's some guys on on site that think they they prefer the gloss walls to the gloss ceiling. And like I said earlier, though, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we we've got some nuts nuts photos and stuff. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, we'll be allowed to show them off. So we should be able to. Yeah, so I've, I've do a magazine more... feature, couldn't you, once it's all done? I've got more in the bank waiting. Yeah. So yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, and we're also, I've had a little chat with Farron Ball. Um, and we might be doing a little little something with them, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, so, it'd, yeah. It'd be good for them. You know, if, if you did, this is what we, people can produce with our stuff wasn't it yeah i mean yeah like i said earlier it's, um it's the fanball full gloss that we used on the ceiling um which i think has shocked a lot of people that i have spoken to about it what, what uh, made you go for the fanball then did you test a fair few chris i didn't test nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's what i like wing it <laughs> i um, I think I remember I was saying to you last time. I'm, I was like, I'm going to do loads of testing. I'm going to was test it you that told me? I'm sh- somebody told me. I'm sure it was you because I've had this discussion with somebody else that fine paints you were about three grand to get into country. Yeah, they gave me a price. Yeah, because uh, I, I was trying to order their oil primer and uh, their oil top coat, and yeah, the price they gave me was near near enough three grand. Yeah. Uh, most of it, to be honest with you, Chris, was shipping and tax. Yeah. Uh, all, all the charges that. now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the actual paint wasn't yeah. much at all. It was uh, the cost of, um, I can't remember, what was the paint actually? Uh, I can't remember now. It was a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was fucking mind-blowingly expensive. I did think about it and I thought, shall I just fucking bite the bullet? and just buy it yeah uh, but my missus was like you're a nut job don't do that like <laughs> <laughs> you can't spend three grand on like fucking paint. 30 litres of paint yeah like, is, is that how much it took 30 litres uh nah nah I think yeah. that's I can't remember I can't remember what I got quote for on, on, on the literage can, uh, can you tell us any process how many coats it took of like primer top coat or don't you want to get away I don't uh, get it if you don't Oh, no, I don't mind, I don't mind. Um, so we've done a total of 12 coats of paint. Yeah. Um, 11 were primers, and the 12th was the gloss. You only, uh, only took one top coat of gloss? I've done one gloss, yeah. No way, fuck off. No, that was one gloss. Yeah. Yeah. See, if that yeah. me, I do, I do one gloss, that I can get a bit better, do the next one and fuck it up. <laughs> I didn't need to, man. I, I, I was so... Um, I suppose if you've got the solid base, the gloss is just a sheen, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I was so I was so convinced that we got it to the stage where it was perfect and ready. Yeah, I was so convinced I was going to get it right that, and then obviously we done the first that well the only coat across, um, and we left it that day. Came back the next day and we were just like fucking blown did, did away. You, did you have to clear it room and just get it total contamination free? Yeah, we got everyone. Nobody was in there but us. Um, unfortunately, because of the position of the room, extraction wasn't very good. Uh, we did have a bit of extraction, but it wasn't the greatest. Um, but to be honest with you, because it's up on the ceiling, you don't really get anything landing on it. Yeah. And, you know, so... It's only if you've got people opening the door for a quick look and wafting shit in, isn't it? Yeah, like we we made sure that no one went down there. Like you know, when we was glossing it, I said to everyone on site, like no one's coming down here. We taped off the staircase and that's so no one get down. Yeah. We done the same thing when we glossed the walls. Um, we told everyone basically to fuck off. <laughs> staircase. <Either. laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, everyone can fuck off. No one's coming in here. Um, you know, I'm a big lad, so I can get away with telling people to fuck off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of just cleared it all out and then done our thing. Um, but you know, it was for me as well. It was kind of a turning point for the, sort of the realization as well how good my lads are. Um, you know, because without them, it it wouldn't have been what it was without yeah. them. Their hard work. You know, I I kind of take the glory. Because obviously I run the company and I'm the one that posts and things like that. It's my yeah. name, um, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, without them, it wouldn't have been what it was. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like a band, isn't it? Everybody looks at lead singer, but it's the actual band, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe funny, Chris. Like I don't do everything. Yeah, there's no way I can. Um, you know, majority of the stuff that you see that we do is down to them. Yeah, and you know, half the stuff I'm, I'm not even spraying. Half the stuff I'm not even there prepping. Um, you know, it's what the boys are doing when I'm not even there. I'll sat it bad on phone. Yeah, I'm no, I'm just sat <laughs> feet up at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're out counting the money. Yeah. <laughs> Making it rain. Poor man. Don't know what you're on about. <laughs> well, cheers for coming on. I just wanted John to clear that up because I'm in a couple of WhatsApp groups. And it come up, and I can imagine it probably went off everywhere when they saw it. Said, well, that fucking look at that. And there were probably that many questions going about, you know, how many coats, how many prep, how much, this, that, or other. Uh, yeah, I've had a fair, fair influx of people um, trying to find out how we've done it. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be straight up, I'll tell them what we've done. But, you know, like I saw one guy, you know, he started going on about, um, he was like, oh, yeah, man, I've just bought um, a Graco GX21 or FF or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to try and spray my um, my my ceiling in my garage. And, he's, and I was like, all right, yeah. And he was like, yeah, 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 I've only just got a sprayer. Now. I've only just started spraying. And I felt like just saying to him, like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not being funny, mate. This has taken us so long to do. And, you know, that gloss cupboard I've done, I made a lot of mistakes in that cupboard so that when we got to the ceiling, it was as good as it is. Yeah. It ain't, everyone seems to think, you know, and there's people going, well, what paint did you use? Blah, blah, blah. 
And it's like, mate, it's not even about it's, that. It's, it's not the paint, it's the work and the prep. Yeah, it's not about that. Like, yeah. you know, I could literally, I could hand you my machines, say, here's my fucking AAA, here's my heated hose, here's the paint, go and pull out a ceiling as good as that. Yeah. And I'd be funny. I, I couldn't do it. I'll be honest. I couldn't. I got it. the patience for a start. I'd spit my dummy out, throw a gun across the room, and walk out. Which is essentially you're going for, like, you know, we were talking about Christian earlier. Um, Christian is the gloss boss. You know, he, he does unreal gloss work. Yeah. Uh, but Christian's working off a of flat MDF. Yeah. You know? And I, I'm not knocking him at all because. No. He, yeah, but they're, they're opposite way. That Yeah, he might have flat MDF. Yeah. But he's down here, and if he gets a speck of dust on it, that's an old piece ruined, in it? Oh, well, he can... No, no, he can burnish it out. He can polish it up, and that yeah. little dust is gone. Um, but still, you know, there's still a lot of skill in it. You know, I, I couldn't do with that, neither. No, I wouldn't yeah. be able to do it. But, you know, I would say that ceiling is as intense as what he does, if not yeah. a bit more intense, because, you know, we're going from, like, a wobbly, wavy ceiling to now yeah. flat like a mirror. Yeah. Um, and to do that, you've got such passion as well. Um, you know, so when everyone's like, well, how did you do it? It's like, I'm not, there's no point me going into the details with you because one, I've seen your work, you're not that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and two, just asking me about it isn't going to get you the results. You're wasting my time asking me because you ain't even going to get anywhere near. <laughs> Like, like I said to you earlier, someone like Dom Crowley, I would I would go into depth with Dom yeah. and I'll, I would tell him the ins and outs of everything we've done because there's, you know, I've told most people how we've done it, but there's one little thing that I've left out and I ain't telling anyone. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's fair uh, enough. But Dom is someone that I would tell that to. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't I have this discussion with many people. You don't give 100% away. No. You give 80% and you only give that to people that make the effort with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no, some stuff you keep to yourself. There's some, you know, trades, you know, secrets that trade you keep to yourself. It's not even that. It ain't even about how much effort people make with me because, you know, I, I don't really care about that kind of thing. Um, you know, if you want to know something, if you want to know how, how we've done something, I don't care if we're best mates or not, I'll tell yeah. you. Um, but for something like this, that's this detailed and this intricate, you know, it's it's only really people like Dom Crowley that I would tell because I know um he'd go off he, an attempt and he'd pull it off. I know he could pull it off and I know that he's got the passion to get through to that end line. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's not not many people that I know that have got it in them, I don't think, to pull one off. Yeah. And I feel like if too many people start trying to do it, it's just gonna Yeah. Ruin it. It really yeah. because people have a shit job and then nobody will want it done because they think everybody's going to do a shit job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, it's not It's not easy. Yeah. Um, it looks fucking ridiculous. Have, have, uh, have you got the option to polish it? Can it be polished? Uh, I wouldn't know. Unless I spoke to Farrenball, I wouldn't know. Would you be tempted uh, if you could just to, to, to make it even more insane? I don't think we need to. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't I'd, think... I'd, I'd, honestly, I'd love to see it in person and just walk in and be like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, because I, I think, yeah, the pictures look fantastic. It looks insane. But I don't think you can fully appreciate it unless you walked in and saw it. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you walk underneath it, you, can, you look up and you see your reflection in yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, your mate, when she's having a party, can I come? 
yeah. <laughs> I went outside this morning and um, she put all her um, disco lights and that in there. So yeah. I was down there chatting with the site manager, Gary, and uh, we was like, oh, fuck it. We'll turn, the, we'll turn the main lights off and see how it looks with all the disco lights on. So we turned all the disco lights on and it looked, it looked insane because yeah. it was kind of like, it's just a mirror on the ceiling. Yeah. So all the lights and then bouncing off the ceiling onto the floor. I, it was just, it looked incredible. I tried getting a few photos, but I couldn't really catch it. Yeah. Uh, just because of the lights were moving and stuff. And it ended up coming out like the lights were blurring and I just couldn't get the right I shot. Said, I, you, you could probably do a, weird, a pro photography in there, you know, get a time lapse, slow it down and pause it or something. Yeah, I, that, well, if you're allowed to, I'm gonna get. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm, we're gonna chat to her about you know, um, photographer down there for some of the areas, um, you know, like especially the gloss areas, like the gloss walls, yeah. the staircase, and stuff like that. It, um, it'd be worth 500 quid going to photography and for what it's gonna get you in it if you can show the photos for your portfolio, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like I said, we've got a couple, um, that I'm hoping that we're gonna be doing soon. Um, you know, they're reasonable size as well. So it would be nice to start dipping our toes into it and getting more of it uh, and opening up the market for it over here. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a fucking wild journey. And uh, yeah, it was, I can't even explain how much of an emotional roller coaster that fucking stadium was. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was just. I can imagine, like, so I couldn't do it. I just wouldn't have the stress. I'd spit me dummy out. Way too <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of a lot of uh, swearing and a lot of uh, worth a lot it of, in the end. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of head scratching. Um, but to be honest with you, I think, like I said earlier, with a glass cupboard, that's where we kind of done a lot of the head scratching and a lot yeah. of the swearing and a lot of the you know, like when I finished that glass cupboard on the first go. The builders all walked in. They were like, "Fucking hell, that looks great!" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Nah, I'm redoing it." And they were like, "What? Why? It yeah. looks really good." And I was like, "No, not happy with it. Gonna redo it." I think I ended up doing it another three times. Oh, bloody hell! And even yeah. then, still wasn't like hundred percent. Again, this is a conversation I had with a friend the other day. He'd done a front door. Uh, it's been yeah. on social media last week. Done a front yeah. door. We were talking about it. Yeah. And I said, the thing is, Mr. X, your your 80% is like my 100%. I says, yeah. um, do you go above and beyond and you're giving them 110% and yeah. they're only paying you for 100%. I says, and you could probably do 80% and they'd be happy with that because it does go above and beyond. And you just think, where do you stop? But it's like you with that. You didn't yeah. have, they, they was happy with it. Yeah. You know, the drawers, what have you the wardrobe but you still went and get it three extra bloody coats just because you weren't happy with it you've uh, got it to find a cutoff point somewhere it weren't even just three extra coats it was priming it was skimming it was sanding uh, I lost so much money on that fucking cupboard I don't even want to talk about how much money I lost on that cupboard yeah because I think if I actually work it out I'll probably sit there and cry um, but you know it got us it got us to where we needed to go yeah. and you know it it was something that you know no one had ever seen here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I said to the builder, I was like, you know, you're the only builder in the UK that's got one of these, by the way. Yeah. Like, and even he's still now, he's like, it's fucking unbelievable. 
Yeah, is he is he pushing it as well then from his side? Say, look at this, what about? We got we got another project um, together in Seven Oaks, and it I think it's about the same size as um, her house. Not far off. It might might be a little touch smaller. Um, And I I sort of said to him, I want to sit down maybe and uh, we'll have a chat with the clients. Uh, They're stuck in Singapore at a minute. Um, But they've got some crazy designs. Like They've got this huge concrete staircase that's been um, craned into the house. And there's like all all this ornate um, metal staircase made out of these leaves and and some tree that you can only find in Singapore. Um, So, you know, it's it's a really, really fucking high-end house. You know, it would be like Venetian plaster and that everywhere. Um, And they have got the perfect place for a gloss ceiling. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping that maybe we can all sit down with them and try and sneak one in with them because, you know, these are the type of houses and the type of people that have got the money to be able to do it, um, you know, so going to try and maybe sneak another little one in there. Yeah, brilliant. So we go. Well, cheers for coming on and just answering a few questions. Cause like I, said, I think a lot of people were sort of wanting to know, like a friend of mine says it's got to be two grand easy for that. I think <laughs> for me, I think you're at least five times that. I don't want to know price, you know, don't give out away. But I think yeah. you've got to be well above that if you're charging proper full rate for it. I mean, yeah. I think depends. at two grand, you'd be underselling yourself. It all depends on the job. I mean, it, you know, if you're going in to just do a gloss ceiling on its own, it's going to be a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to be doing it in amongst a whole house. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the ones that I'm hoping that we're going to have coming up uh, it's a house that I'm pricing up at the moment. I was speaking to you about it earlier. Um, that's going to be a little bit smaller than the one we've done. But, you know, if we can tie it in with the rest of the job, it's yeah. actually not that time-consuming because, you know, like with anything, you've got a whole house to do. Yeah. And especially a house that size, you know, I'm not talking like a two-bed terrace or something. Um, you know, you can spend an hour a day just chipping away at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit like, again, the conversation I had with a friend about these doors, you know, the number 10 front doors. I think everybody needs to do one to experience. Yeah. And I've, I've done a number 10 front door, and it was crown because they supplied the paint. And even mm. I was shocked how well it went on. But if I'd have been just doing the door, I probably mm. wouldn't have got the job because what you'd have to charge to do it, but I was doing the full house. I was there for two weeks. I think after day one, it was basically first hour every day you spent on the door. So like you say, you chip away at it, which it, it didn't make it a great amount because you'd have, you'd get there at eight, get your gear out, crack on. Yeah. The time you'd done something, it got to half nine, then you'd be on to window. So you're doing something else. If you was just going to do the door, then you'd be charging hell of a lot more. I wouldn't be doing the job because of that, I ain't that for a door. Yeah, no, of course, so, yeah. so many ceilings. You know, yeah, it's just a bigger version, isn't it, sort of thing. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, if if you're doing a gloss ceiling for someone and only a gloss ceiling in that whole house, yeah. they have, have some serious wedge yeah. to even want to contemplate paying you to do that gloss ceiling. Yeah, because you know you ain't just going to get your your average job ain't just going to be able to afford it. Um, you know, it's it's one of them. It's it's like a luxury in life. You know, yeah. not people buy a Rolls Royce or something. You Quite buy so. it, you can afford it, and it looks fucking good. 
and hardly anybody else has one. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of like the gloss ceilings over in America. It's literally for the rich and famous because yeah, they can do it because they can. Yeah. Uh, and nobody else has one. L- look what I've got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Good luck, good luck to you. Anyway, I hope, I hope it takes off and I hope you get more of them. If you've got the patience, crack on with it, you know, make the bloody money doing it. I've got the patience, man. I've got yeah. the <laughs> Cheers for coming on and just clearing a few bits up. No worries, mate. Take nice it easy. Top man. Hello, man. Cheers. Top. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.